Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Direct Design Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to go over finding clients for your freelance business. So how do you get new clients? This is one of the hardest parts of being a freelancer. How do I find the work? The key to finding clients is to building a network. So you can do this in many ways. For me, I worked at a company full-time for a few years and built relationships with vendors and similar businesses. When the time to freelance came, I leaned on some of these same contacts to be my first clients. You can also build a network by attending industry events and meeting other designers who might have work for you. You may have met someone that you can partner with to work on larger jobs. I also spent a fair amount of time doing subcontracting work for other freelancers who had more work than they could handle. The key thing to remember here is just to get out there and meet people. Sitting at home surfing internet is not going to build your business. So circling back here a little bit. So if you are working at a full-time job right now, and if you are you know, maybe working in more of a print role, um, you're probably dealing with printers on a regular basis or other vendors um, for making tags for products or um, the actual product manufacturers. It's really good to build relationships with those types of companies because when the time comes, if you want to go and move into freelancing, you can reach out to these contacts and you're not going to be you know, looking to do the work of your employer now for them. Uh, that wouldn't be that professional. What you would be looking to do though is that a lot of the time these companies, they have uh, customers come in that say they need a product produced, but they don't have a designer. So they might have an in-house shop that helps to do design or they might just farm this work out to other designers. So if you make it uh, known to these companies that you are available for hire, they may be able to start um, farming out some work to you as it comes into them. So it's a good idea to, if you're just starting out, kind of put together a bit of a boilerplate letter and let all of your contacts know that uh, you are now freelancing, you're available for work, uh, list the type of jobs you're comfortable taking on. You could consider putting a hourly rate in there, but you may want to just wait for that to do on more of a uh, one-on-one discussion with that, that vendor as the job comes in, um, whether they're going to just directly put you in contact with the, the their person that needs work or whether they want to act as a middleman and take a percentage. So uh, you may not want to get into the, the dollars and cents right away, but um Anyhow, don't be afraid to get out there and um, start a dialogue with these vendors and these companies just so they know that you're out there and you're available and then that should start sending some work your way. Like I said, another way you can do this is by attending industry events. So get out there, um, go to some conferences or even just go to uh, meetups, which are free, like uh, meetup.com. If you go around and just find some design meetups in your town and, um, you know, I'm sure there's there's lots no matter where everyone is located and just go out and start meeting people. Uh, you don't even have to just go to design ones. You could go to, say, code ones if you're interested in learning a little bit about that and, you know, crossing over the streams a bit and, you know, growing your network that way and maybe interacting with some people you might not necessarily see it um, at all these events all the time. But I guess the key thing is when you do go to these events, go with a friend or something if you feel more comfortable, but make sure that you are actually, you know, trying to meet some new people and talk to people. Don't just go and kind of sit at the back, watch the presentation and leave when it's over. That's not really going to do you much. You know, yeah, you might learn a little bit of new knowledge, but you didn't actually talk to anyone and grow your your network at all that day, which is kind of the point of being there. So, so make sure you're going out um, and actually talking to people, getting to know them. You know, if, if that's a bit out of your comfort zone, then maybe just set a goal of talking to one new person at each meetup, and um, you know, go from there and start to build that that network. And through that network, uh, referrals can come. Um, and later down the road, too, if you find you have too much uh, work and you're looking to 
take on a contract and then hire someone to help you do it, you know, you, these are the contacts you need to, to make so you have them when you need them. Like I just mentioned, you know, subcontracting is also something you could consider doing for yourself. If you uh, were to approach some local ad agencies or other agencies, a lot of the time they will, you know, they'll get a bunch of projects at once from from their clients and they don't want to turn these things down. So they might need to temporarily scale up their workforce to to meet the needs, which means they need to hire a freelancer to help them out sometimes. Uh, this might not necessarily be the most exciting work in the world. It might just be some kind of tedious uh, work that just needs to get done. But, you know, hey, you got to pay the bills. So don't be afraid to take on uh, subcontracting work from people that are, you know, whether they're agencies or perhaps they're uh, freelancers that have been doing this longer and they have a more of an established customer base. Do not be afraid to take that work. For one, like I said, it will pay the bills, but it will also open you up again to um, growing your network and um, additional opportunities in the future. So those are just a few ideas that you can do to like start building the network and start finding more work and clients for your own business. Um, another good place to start is to consider working for friends. This is off limits for some people, but I've had success with it in the past. You just have to be very careful. You know, they say friends in business don't always mix. You know, I've also had that experience where, uh, yeah, maybe it didn't work out so well and there was issues, but I've also had other opportunities where it's gone fine. And um, it's a good way for you to, uh, especially if you're not as comfortable dealing with the public yet, it's a good way for you to get some experience working on jobs with someone that you know. So there's going to be a little bit more fam familiarity there and comfortable uh, level of dealing with them compared to a total stranger and give you a bit of practice. The key, though, is to be a little bit picky about who you work with. If your friend's beer league hockey team needs a logo, yeah, you might want to pass on that one. They're they're likely not going to have much money to pay you, and you know they may want something kind of ridiculous that isn't uh, in the realm of like the work you want to do. However, if another friend is opening a coffee shop and needs some help with advertising and the, all the you know different print materials around that are needed for a coffee shop, that could be a great opportunity for you. It's not just a one-off job to do something. It could mean multiple different pieces of print collateral, maybe some signage, maybe a logo. And you can wrap all of that into one big uh, piece in your portfolio or like a case study where you help to brand and launch you know, this business. Uh, these are all the different pieces of uh, collateral you produce that all fit in underneath the brand. So like something like that could be actually really helpful um, for you as an exercise, as a designer, to do all of that work and to learn and get that experience, but it also could be a really nice piece for your portfolio. So yeah, keep your eyes out for friends that are you know opening new businesses and approach them about uh, potentially doing some work for them. Um, in most cases, too, friends will be a little more forgiving as you work through your first projects. You can give them a bit of a price break if you like. I, I always have made a friends and family discount myself. Um, and that'll also make it a little less stressful process for both of you. Make sure, though, that you act professionally and treat the friend just like you would any other client. Uh, for one, this is practice for you for dealing with people that you don't know very well. So make sure you you know, you treat it very professionally and how you would if you didn't know this person. Also, if conflict does arise where, uh, you know, maybe something comes up that you never committed to, but your friend expects you to deliver, uh, you want to act professionally so you can hopefully resolve that situation in a, in a manner that's going to work for both sides. If you're playing this too casually and they're kind of just dumping more work on you and you don't really feel like 
you can push back on that. That's not, you know, a good situation for you. Or if, if they're taking advantage of you and maybe you lose your cool or something and, you know, get into an argument, that's also, you know, not very good practice for how you should be dealing with real customers, um, in your, in your freelance business. So yeah, keep it professional, uh, even if this is a friend and, uh, that will end up being uh, the best for both of you in the long run. That includes two things like writing up a proposal for them, get them to sign off on it, collect a deposit with them. And yeah, like I said, make sure you're providing excellent customer service to them, even if they are your friend. This is not just portfolio building for you. It is practice for dealing with other clients in the future. If you don't like the idea of working for a friend, then why not consider working for a charity or a nonprofit? Uh, these types of organizations are often looking for help as they have a limited budget for design services. When you do do pro bono work, you can usually negotiate for more creative control. So this can be really great. Like they might not have any money to pay you and they might, or they might have very little money to pay you. But what you could then ask for in return is, you know, a higher level of creative control. Like clearly if it's, uh, you know, established charity, they're going to have a brand and they're going to have some standards they're going to have to follow and you, and you should be following that. But as far as maybe if it's an advertising campaign, you might have a little more flexibility of, like the writing for that, uh, the copy for that campaign, or even just a, a new stylistic take within their brand standards of something um, that can really allow you to kind of show your creative flair is an advantage that you can get through working with um, some of these types of clients. Um, that'll make you know these types of projects some potentially some of the cornerstones of the early body of your work. So if you do do something extra creative or extra special, um, that could really become you know something you point to in your portfolio. So these are good clients to try to get your, um, into your portfolio. Uh, not to mention, if you can get in with a well-known charity, you know that looks good in your portfolio, but it also really opens up a lot of doors for uh, potential referrals again. Um, if it's an established charity, they're going to be working themselves with lots of other vendors, lots of other people, and there's lots of opportunity for referrals there for you to um, expand your business. So even though you might not be getting paid much up front for this work or anything at all, you could get a really nice piece for your portfolio and it could lead to additional work for with some of the charities partners. With that, I'll bring this episode to a close. I hope that's been a good introduction on a few different ways that you can uh, find clients for your freelance business. If you'd like to chat more about this, uh, leave a comment or make sure you hit me up on uh, social media. I'm at Cardio, so at C-A-R-D-E-O. And um, I'm happy to chat more online about this or even happy to go deeper into it with other podcasts in the down the road. Thank you.